You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Central African Time. Let's welcome a pious and sagacious Umar with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. After dinner, Minza keeping you company this evening. And alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. Let's hope and pray we have a lovely program uh, hosted by myself, Shafat Ahmad Khan, with Lucalo on the board. And uh, yeah, load shedding everywhere, blackouts everywhere. But alhamdulillah, we make a plan and uh, try and get to you. And no matter what the circumstances are, what you can look forward to on after dinner mints uh, this evening. Inshallah, very shortly we'll be talking to Abu Bakr. See that on Muslim News, 8.30 to 9.00, driving with Anwar Qasim. And uh, then from 9.00 to 9.30, Molana Salim Karim uh, on a powerful topic here this evening. Preparation for a blessed month, 9.30 to 10.00, travel express with Ibrahim Vadachia looking at delayed flights, uh, sunset waterfall, saving the elephants, uh, Lukolo. Yeah. You like elephants? Yeah, he said he likes a giraffe, an unequal SA. So, alhamdulillah, really powerful uh, program coming through. And there's he, our very own Abu Bakr. See that? I call him the professori on his segment, uh, which is known as Muslim News. Abu Bakr, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I bring you sign a beautiful evening, Abu. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Gee, with the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are doing well, Shafat Ahmad. And we pray that you and the listeners of Marqas Sahaba are also within the same loop. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Jazallah anna Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bima'u'ahuhu. Alhamdulillah, Shafat, uh, with the grace and mercy of Allah ta'ala, a lot of things happening within the Muslim world. Uh, good news, bad news. And uh, sorrowful news, but uh, this morning, uh, this evening, we want to start with an incident that took place in 1991 on the 13th of February. We may be late commemorating it, uh, but nevertheless, I think it's a very important uh, incident that uh, we should recognize. I think Muslims have forgotten about it throughout the world. That what, uh, you know, it was uh, during the... Uh, the crescent of for the heralding of the month of Shawwal was cited, and the next day was Eid al-Fitr in Iraq. This was in uh, 1991. The men, women, and children were excited and joyously preparing for the celebration. When they went to bed, the preparations were complete, yet none of them would wake to participate in the prepared celebration. The Eid for the people of Iraq was one of sorrow that day, Shafat Ahmad. The and because of the Al-Amariya bomb shelter, it is now 31 years on, lest we forget one of the most heinous crimes and massacres perpetrated by the United States of America on the people of Iraq in the pursuit of Operation Desert Storm on the fateful early morning of the 13th February 1991, in the Baghdad western neighborhood of Amaria, was situated a public shelter number 25, a bunker where families were taking cover from the indiscriminate U.S.-led aerial bombardment campaign that was launched earlier in that year, that is in January only, Shavadaman. On the morning, according to some reports, it was either fitter at around the time of the Hajjud a deafening roar was heard overhead the shelter. 
two laser-guided missiles rammed into the three-meter-thick concrete and steel roof, drilling themselves into the shelter and incinerating hundreds of civilians beyond recognition. For the more than 400 civilians killed that night, there, is no ch- there was no chance to escape. The inside of the shelter became a furnace of fire and boiling water and the thick double doors of the steel made of steel that was purported to be used for entry and exit and that was used earlier in the previous night with the preparations for Eid were red hot blocking access for hours to the firemen outside to try and lessen the mayhem that was being enacted inside the shelter. Now, 31 years on, no one has been held accountable for the deaths, and family members of the deceased say they have been forgotten by those whom they think should be held responsible for this massacre. The U.S. claimed that according to their intelligence, satellites, the bunker was used as a military command center. During the course of the war and Operation Desert Storm, the Iraqi government had provided information to the U.S. military through the Red Cross regarding the location of all civilian bunkers. And in fact, the company from Finland that built this bunker also gave information about its uh, setup and what it contained, Shafat Ahmad. It contained a hospital, a clinic, schools, kitchens, a feeding room, and uh, a whole lot of bunkers uh, for people to sleep, a play area for little children, and uh, a nursery, Shafat Ahmad. During the course of the war, the, as we said, the Red Cross and the company that built the shelter had informed the United States of uh, the conditions and why the civilian bunkers were built throughout Iraq. According to the four-star general Merrill McPeak regarding the massacre, he said civilian casualties happened. This was a legitimate military target. It was hit precisely. It was destroyed and put out of business, and there was very little collateral damage. But they don't talk about uh, what he said earlier, Shabbat, that there were casualties, civilian casualties that were massacred in this uh, attack. Mm. It put the figure of the civilians killed at 250, but uh, according to very reliable sources, uh, the Iraqis said there were more than 450 men, women, and children that were incinerated in this uh, attack. It was during the administration of George Bush Sr. that the war on Iraq was started. For the families of the victims, it has been 30 years without justice. Once a memorial museum with photos of the victims and uh, any other material that could be related to the massacre was uh, be displayed and annotated Shavad Ahmad. And alhamdulillah, we had an opportunity in 2003 to visit this uh, Al-Amariya bomb center. And they had a lady whose family, who lost many members of her family, 
was the guide and Shafat uh, when they relate the stories to you of what transpired and when finally they had uh, succeeded in opening those steel doors, Shafat Ahmad, the scene that was they met was just mind-blowing and sad, Shafat Ahmad. Imagine 450 people were preparing to celebrate Eid and uh, now they were incinerated in this fashion. You know, Abu, I must thank you uh, uh, a, a hundredfold uh, for bringing up that story. And, you know, you said it so graphically. Even I was getting emotional uh, for a second or third time because, uh, you know, when you hear that story, these are put under file 13 and uh, the West will never want you to hear that. And all these are uh, George Bush Sr. and, you know, they ushered in a world. He said the New World Order. He actually started the, uh, the, the you know, the ushering in the, the New World uh, Disorder. And from him onwards, you could see what they have uh, fast forwarded. And today you get the fruits of all these uh, plotting and planning of uh, this, uh, the, uh, the Jali forces. And as you say that, uh, you know, uh, the, the point we make that we see this fire being used on people and people, are, you know, uh, nuclear war coming through and so forth. But, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is the one that will protect us. And uh, perhaps, you know, uh, when Ibrahim alayhi salam was thrown into the fire, and Allah said, oh, fire, cool on Ibrahim. And we lift our hands up and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Should things like this happen, you know, he must uh, give us that type of sukoon and that type of feeding, inshallah. And uh, hopefully, you know, those uh, children, innocent masoom that were there and, uh, you know, old men, women and children that were in that uh, shelter too. Uh, I'm sure Allah had that mercy on them, Abu. Your thoughts? Definitely, Shabbat Then I think till today, those people, those families who had lost their loved ones uh, in this uh, massacre, Shafat Ahmed, are not giving up and are hoping for justice because none of those who have perpetrated this uh, uh, this uh, heinous crime, Shafat, have been brought to, uh, to justice. And the irony of it is, Shafat, uh, this was, as we said, once a uh, memorial museum. And uh, now what has happened? The massacre site was shut down after the 2003 U.S.-led invasion of Iraq. Today, the grounds of the shelter house a clinic and government offices, but the bunker remains closed to the public, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, they don't want you to see what, what they had perpetrated. And in fact, uh, the government in uh, office at the moment also, we you know, under Sistani, uh, has cooperated with the Americans in uh, trying to blot out the history of uh, Saddam Hussein and what had taken place during uh, Operation Desert Storm and uh, during the time of the Bush, Bush uh, Jr. administration when uh, they were, when Mandarin Albright was asked that uh, was it worth uh, imposing sanctions on uh, the Iraqis, uh, where 500,000, half a million little children were killed without getting any medical aid uh, whatsoever. And uh, her answer was uh, as arrogant as what General McPeak uh, said, uh, that uh, yes, it was worth it. And in fact, General McPeak, uh, during this uh, La Maria bomb massacre, mass massacre Shafat said that uh, the United States should be given an accolade for trying to avoid collateral damage rather than being accused of uh, killing uh, 
a few children uh, and, uh, and uh, adults, so pardon This is the arrogance of the Americans, and uh, we see it happening the same with the Zionist entity in uh, Israel, that uh, they will not cooperate uh, with the international community or the international courts and allow the uh, soldiers to give evidence in the murder of uh, Shirin Abu Akhli and uh, many other murders also that are going by every day, Shafat, in uh, this month alone, uh, this year alone, more than 59 people have been killed. It's practically one a day, and uh, this is the situation. Shafat, and then there was a very ominous story that I came across, Shafat. In Pakistan, the chronic irony and dichotomy of Pakistani politics respects no tragedy and it sometimes become uh, a comedy of uh, errors or something that is deliberately done. Even one as huge as the flood that devastated it last year with over 30 million people being displaced and homeless and in Turkey and Syria more than 50,000 people dead and millions more battling death and cold in the icy winter. This incident happened in the Sin province of Pakistan. This province is the stronghold of the Pakistan Foreign Minister Bilawal Bhutto Zardari and his 10% father Asif Ali Zardari. And it's the stronghold of the PPP, that is the Pakistan People's Party. During these floods that took place in Pakistan, Turkey had dispatched thousands of tons of food aid to Pakistan last year. This was for distribution to the victims. Instead, what happened was that the Sin PPP government ordered the aid, and now during the Turkish tragedy, had the aid relabeled with PPP party logos and uh, labeled as from the Sin government to the Turkish people's party. Can you believe it that this could have been used for those victims of uh, the floods who were starving and uh, not having access to any meals? And it was hoarded by this uh, Sindh government. And uh, now they sent it back, uh, relabeled as from this uh, government of Sindh in Pakistan. We just don't know that how low some people can go. I mean, they blatantly, they blatantly have sold the soul to the devil. I mean, this new government, uh, what they are doing, you know, they're complicit with America. They are passing laws which is against the noble Quran and allowing that to happen in the country. And, you know, I don't know, Abu, what to make of the, this. And, uh, you know, the masses, why aren't the masses rising up against them, Abu? So, Fatimah, the complicity of the army, which is really in power in uh, Pakistan, uh, with the politicians, you know, that uh, how Imran Khan was uh, deposed from his position as prime minister, and uh, him calling for elections, has been uh, just given a deaf uh, ear, Shafat Ahmad, and uh, I am doubtful also whether the constitutional election scheduled for October of this year 
will ever take place because there is a there is a concerted effort with the Americans and uh, the uh, the imported government department to undermine the sovereignty of uh, Pakistan and uh, their cooperation with India just boggles the mind. And what is happening is that uh, uh, in Kashmir, uh, we know that there is a change in uh, an effort to change the demography. Azad Kashmir will be practically given uh, independent status out of Pakistan. Baluchistan would be made and uh, uh, an independent state, Shafatamud, and the breakup of Pakistan and the denutralization of its uh, nuclear systems of Shafatamud. Uh, just August, uh, no good news uh, for the Pakistani people unless uh, there is uh, this concerted effort by the people, especially those who are uh, in the diaspora, Shafatamud, if they take up the cudgels and uh, put pressure on the embassies throughout the world to get a constitutional election coming by October and a change in government. Because Pakistan is already bankrupt and it is uh, now about to all the demands of the structural uh, uh, adjustment programs of the IMF and the World Bank, Shafatamad. And then what will happen is that there's agreements with the, with China regarding the corridor, China uh, corridor that is being built uh, to the Guada uh, port, Shafatamad, will also come to a standstill. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for the people of Pakistan. The challenges are tremendous. In fact, they wanted to arrest Imran Khan today also. And uh, he appeared in court and he was given a, a bail. And because of the, the contingency of supporters that went along with him to the high court, Shabbat Allah make it easy. In fact, I see now later, Shabbat is that President Arif Alvi has uh, decided to call the provincial elections by the 25th of April. That is just after uh, Ramadan, Shabbat uh, And uh, now he's being also attacked. Allah Allah make it easy for the people of Pakistan. I think just as much that we pray for the people of Turkey and Syria, then we got to pray pray for the Pakistan because they have got another uh, tragedy and uh, earthquake that is uh, boiling and uh, under uh, an undercurrent of uh, American interference and European interference mm. has put Pakistan uh, on a very slidey and slippery road. Yeah, you know, it's a tragedy indeed the way they are plotting and planning and it uh, seems that, uh, you know, we, we always we, we aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always on the side of the oppressors and, you know, people shouldn't lose hope also because uh, it takes time and when Allah's uh, victory comes, it is a comprehensive uh, victory. It's a victory, you know, that makes a statement through the uh, tapestry of time. So, inshallah, we hope and pray that, uh, I mean, Imran Khan has went through a lot of, uh, you know, his assassination attempts to, where are those culprits? You can see how this government is. Uh, you can hear America's uh, full support for these people. And as uh, you so eloquently plot up this uh, story of what happened in Iraq in uh, 1999, 
uh, was it 1990 eh? uh, that uh, all these uh, uh, the, the bombing of the shelter took place and so forth Abu but uh, nothing they do nothing about this and uh, that's why we have to lift our hands and pray for all those uh, that are under the oppression of these uh, Zulum perpetrators that Allah make it easy for all of us, Abu. And uh, as uh, always, I really enjoy you on this platform. And perhaps your parting words, Abu. Gee, we must make Dua Shafat Martin in fact, what is happening in Saudi Arabia also. MBS is up to mm. his tricks again. What he has, uh, in, in line with his 2030 vision, he has built a, struct, uh, a, a structure, you know, that he has built Neon City in uh, on the Red Sea. In Riyadh, just outside Riyadh, he has built a structure that will take uh, eight uh, Empire State buildings, Shafat, and he's called it the Mukhab, that is uh, the Cube, Shafat. Uh, I just don't want to compare it that, uh, you know, uh, take it to the next level. But this will be an entertainment center of megalomaniac proportions of Atamad. And uh, imagine uh, mm. the same type of thing. Uh, you want to bring entertainment to the city of Medina. Also, we must pray for the holy lands that uh, leaders of this type of, uh, with this type of vision. And uh, as I was thinking, Shabbat I'm just surprised that he wanted this 2030 vision to turn it around, not to be dependent on oil. But uh, up till now, with all the expenditure that he is uh, he's making, not one factory uh, or an industry has been constructed Shabbat, that could create jobs for people. And now, whether there is another agenda to undermine Islam, and uh, he has changed the syllabus also, he has changed the history of uh, the contribution of the Saudi family from 1724 onwards. And uh, what is the agenda? Allah knows best, but the signs that we are seeing does not augur well for uh, the Saudi dynasty. And I think Allah Ta'ala will uh, safeguard the Holy Lands and with the doors of the Muslim Ummah throughout the world, he will not be able to touch the hearts of uh, the Muslims. And... Uh, take them away from their deen. And I think uh, Muslims are still uh, strong adherence uh, to the deen of the Allah is revealed to us. Shafat, to you and the listeners, all the best. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before I greet you again, Abu, you're mint, so don't forget that you deserve it. Absolutely a brilliant uh, contribution and lovely research indeed, uh, Professor. You have a brilliant evening ahead, inshallah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, happy well, Time for us to go for a break. When we get back, inshallah, we'll be joined in with, uh, we'll be joined in, we'll be joined by Anwar Kasim on his segment, Driving with Anwar.